Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As Hyder would say, the Bobster and the Vin Man. I like our guys. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Bringing it up to 12. You want to allow, we'll play it. We'll Def Leppard for you. Slim Whitman was a big disappointment. Sorry yeah. about that, everyone. I tried. Try everything once, sooner or later. You know what I mean? The Orioles take it on the White Sox tonight, as you just heard during Nolan's update. 705 first pitch, me and Jim Hunter down at Pickles Pub, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. For BBT, Ravens trying to get down to 53 like everyone else is by 4 o'clock today. Here to project that. Talk about training camp that is now over for 23 from USA Today, the Ravens Wireless. Welcome back to the show. Kevin Allstriker. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah, we're just waiting on the the update to drop for the Ravens 53. I know they made a couple of moves yesterday. I think they have about 29 or so more moves to make Mm -hmm. to get down to that 53 and then uh, we'll, we'll start seeing the, the roster manipulation game with handshake deals and practice squads. So there's actually there's a lot to happen in these next 24, 48 hours. Now let's talk about, from your perspective, of course, training camp, the biggest surprise positively and maybe the biggest disappointment, not someone that necessarily is going to get cut from the team, but someone you expected to see more from during camp and through the preseason. Well, I think one of the biggest surprises to me that there were – I think Travis Volkolek had a great entire training camp in preseason. He's someone that, you know, the, the tight end position going into training camp for me, that was the position where I said, you know, that's pretty set in stone. You have Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, and Charlie Kohler. And Travis Volkolek, I said, you know what, they have him on there. He's probably a practice squad player. I'm not expecting too much. But he had so many great moments throughout both camps and the preseason, you know, and by all accounts, he was someone who was one of the biggest winners of training camp. And in the preseason, I think even though in the Tampa game he didn't have the big stat line that we saw from him in the first couple of games, that one catch that he had was a super strong hands catch late in the game where you you don't see a ton of people make that catch, I feel like. So to me, I think Travis Vokalek made the tight end position something to talk about, which I didn't expect. I expected it to be those three guys, and that's it. And Vokalek is, is just kind of like a guy on the practice squad. But now there's a lot of conversation about should the Ravens keep four tight ends is he going to make it through waivers of the practice squad? So to me, he was one of the good surprises because he made a position that I felt wasn't going to be talked about at all necessarily because the three guys that I thought were going to make it are, were so set in stone. Vokalek has made that a conversation. And then to me, negatively, I think that 
I, I was expecting Ben Cleveland to be in the conversation for the left guard spot, but it was it was kind of something that I thought wasn't going to be. I thought it was going to always be between a guy like John Simpson. Asala was a bit of a surprise. I didn't expect him to kind of get the buzz that he did. But Cleveland, I, I wanted to see more from him. I didn't necessarily expect him to be this, like, all-pro guy in training camp in the preseason. I think the one rep from Jalen Carter was bad, but the rest of that game was, was fine for him. But to me, I, I wanted to hear a little more. But I will say another guy, I'll throw another guy into this. Anthony Brown was someone who I had ahead of Josh Johnson going into training camp for the third quarterback spot. And obviously didn't have a great training camp, didn't have a wonderful preseason. Josh Johnson pretty thoroughly outplayed him, I think we can say. So I'll also put Anthony Brown in that, in that conversation, too. Now, Kevin, put the stethoscope on and give us an idea of what's going on with Tri, uh, Tyus Bowser here. I know the uh, you talked about roster manipulation for him. He could miss a game or two, or he could miss the first month of the season. What does your psychic tell you about this one? <laughs> yeah, well, I will say I'm no doctor, but I do think that for Tyus Bowser, I wouldn't be shocked if he stays on the NFI list for – a couple more weeks here. I, I know that he was on the field working and, and we heard those updates, but the fact for Bowser is that if the Ravens, the roster manipulation, if he stays on the NFI list, obviously that opens up another spot because, you know, he's not on the active roster right now. You can keep an extra corner. You can keep an extra offensive lineman. And if he's not ready to get back on the field, obviously you want him back. You want him to be healthy and on the field because he, he provides versatility and a solid impact. But if he's not ready, I think with the roster manipulation, it just gives you an extra spot and you can kind of figure things out once he's able to get back. If he's not ready, he's not ready. And I know that ideally the Ravens would have probably wanted to see him back on the field by now. And then there's also the question of if he even is ready to play, how long does it take for him to get back up to speed physically in terms of just getting his legs under him and getting back in shape? I know he's been working, but... You know, when do the Ravens and, and Bowser himself feel comfortable getting him out there for a, for a full workload? So I wouldn't expect, even if he does come off the list, I wouldn't expect a full workload, you know, week one. But his, his, his status on the NFI list, I think, gives them an opportunity to keep somebody that maybe they weren't expecting to and, and then go from there with it. So there there's always those types of things. But with the IR situation being, you can't put Pepe Williams or Marlon Humphrey, and I, I don't think they'd put Marlon on it anyway, but you can't put those guys on IR until after the 53-man roster is announced, unless you want their season to be over. With a guy like Tyus Bowser who isn't on the active roster, that doesn't impact him. So I think that's a way that you can kind of manipulate the roster if he's not ready. And if he's not ready, you can just keep him on there and do your thing with that. Uh, Kevin, don't you? I, I'm I'm anticipating because they're practicing at 12:30. I'm saying they're doing all their cuts now because I, I don't think they want to take those guys to practice with a chance of getting hurt. You know, um, so I'm guessing they're they're probably finalizing their cuts right now. I would probably say so. And, I, you know, we saw that yesterday where, you know, obviously they didn't have the 4 p.m. deadline, but we didn't see Dante Dimas out there. And, and we heard, you know, all, all the cuts that happened. Well, we saw the guys that weren't practicing and those were announced as guys who weren't at practice. And then obviously they were announced later by the team as cuts. But so I, I would say so. It would be a disaster if something like that happened where you took a guy to practice, you were expecting to cut, and then he gets hurt, and then you have a whole other situation on your hands. So I, I would probably say so. We'll probably hear who is at practice and who isn't. And we can assume, based off some of those guys that are that are first timers, 
on on the did not practice report that they're they're probably cut. So I wouldn't expect too many surprises. Honestly, I think this is a year where you can look at the roster from one to fifty three and, and you can kind of get a pretty good idea. Maybe there'll be one or two guys, like for example, a guy that I think could be a handshake deal guy is Brent Urban. That's yeah. somebody who could get cut and then get brought back, obviously because the vested veterans, they don't have to go through waivers. So him, maybe a Daryl Worley. I know DeAndre Houston Carson got cut yesterday. Well, what's his situation like? So I wouldn't expect too many surprises, but yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you. I think they're probably doing it now. Who's going to be the second quarterback? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a really good question. I don't think – the thing with Huntley is that he played well in the Eagles game. He got hurt, and we just don't know with him right now. Plus, we, we have seen him for a couple of years with Lamar getting injured. And I think the floor for Tyler Huntley, like I think he has a solid-ish floor, but a not super high ceiling. And we've seen the Ravens, we've heard the Ravens going after a guy reportedly like a Baker Mayfield. Trey Lance, obviously the latest guy in that conversation. It seems like they want to upgrade that position in some way. And Josh Johnson played well in the preseason. I think I would still give the edge, if they're going with the guys they have, if it's Lamar and Tyler Huntley and Josh Johnson, I would probably still say Tyler Huntley's the second quarterback, but obviously that's assuming he's healthy. If he's not healthy, then you have to figure it out because then Josh Johnson becomes your two. Is there a quarterback that's cut that you think could be a better guy on the practice squad than Anthony Brown if it is those three and, and can provide better? Like A crazy name that I saw, I can't remember who said it, but someone said, oh, what about Carson Wentz? And I said, hold on now, don't, I, don't, I don't know about all that, but do they want a veteran guy in there? Josh Johnson is that. I think that Josh Johnson, honestly, with him, is he a handshake deal guy because of what could happen? He obviously wouldn't pass through waivers. But I would still give the edge to Huntley as the second quarterback right now. But I don't, I don't think that his spot is safe on the roster, especially like he's safe for this year. But come next year, I don't know what they do there because it feels like they want to upgrade it. Now, Kevin, with um, the rookie class, other than Flowers, do you see any big contributions this year? I don't think so. I've, I've talked about this, and it's a good point because what I think Flowers is going to do, he's going to provide a ton of impacts. But then you look at the rest of the list. I think Trent Simpson needs time to develop. I think a guy like Caillou Kelly needs time to develop. I think Salah needs time to develop. Obviously, Voorhees isn't going to play. You know, all these guys in this rookie class to me, I think that outside of Flowers, and it's okay that these guys are developmental pieces and won't play in redshirt mm-hmm. years and all that, but I think that other than Flowers, you're not going to get a ton of impact, and that's fine. And even, you know, Tavius Robinson's the guy I didn't, I put, didn't put in there. He also developmental. But it's fine because they don't necessarily need them to because they have the depth of most, if not all, of those positions to survive without them. Like, it'd be great if Caillou Kelly could step up while Marlon's out and can make an impact there. Obviously, I think we saw some, some good and some bad from him in the preseason. But I don't think that we're going to get a ton of impact other than Zay Flowers if you're the Ravens because – they took, I think this draft, they wanted to get guys with high upside, and I think they did, but I think we saw throughout the preseason that those guys need more development. Flowers was great. We don't need to worry about Flowers, but I think for the other guys, I think Trent Simpson is someone who I think people were wondering what was his role going to be and can he play all these different positions. I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see a ton of them this year and we just kind of see the, the rest of that rookie class get some time to develop, get some time to sit behind players and watch and learn, and then – year two 
could be the big impact of your form. Kevin Hallstriker, USA Today. The Ravens wire. What do you got going on there, Kevin, last week before the regular season begins? And over there, we're, uh, we're writing up a bunch about, you know, roster. And I know Roquan Smith hosted his little jersey exchange. It was really nice of him to do with all the uh, crazy jersey number swaps going on. But, you know, Ravens updates over there, of course. So if you want to check that out, come check us out over there. And when we come back with you next week, we'll do our predictions for the upcoming season. So make sure you do your research. I will. I'll, I'll do it. Oh, my gosh. We just Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Allstriker, USA Today, the Ravens Wire. It's video at Haiti 1057. The fan will come back, whip around what happened in the world of sports last night, what happened historically with the Orioles. Some really cool stuff. It's August the 29th that we're going to start projecting this Ravens roster just a little bit. We kind of know who it is. Is it really just down at Josh Johnson, Tyler Huntley? Are we that deep into this Ravens 2023 team? Now we're going to be deep into the music. And again, Nolan McGraw, you're a giving guy. I mean, you're always talking about other, you're selfless. So gracious. You are, you're a gracious <laughs> guy. You know, we're me and me, you're selfish. Me, 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 I, I, you're all about the other people. So let everyone know what you're doing for them this hour. We're keeping it rolling here with the giveaways. We got four more pairs. Let's do another one right now. Again, ZZ Top, Leonard Skinner together this Saturday at Meriwether Post Pavilion. You can see them if you are caller number seven. Lucky number seven. Right now, 410-583-1057. Little rusted rifle Burke Jones number seven. We'll come back whip around here on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes, the best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Good evening, Haiti 1057 The Fan. It's the whip around here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. We're cranking it up to 12. Anything you want to hear loud, we'll make it happen for you. Now we'll get the AL East report coming up in more detail coming up at 1.15. But last night at Fenway Park, I've had Jose Altuve needing a home run late and doing what he does. And Altuve rips it deep to left field, and that is over the monster! A two-run home run and a cycle for Jose Altuve! First time in his career, Jose Altuve, I guess he's public enemy number one to a lot of people because of the uh, cheating controversy that surrounded the Houston Astros World Championship of 2017, and he's an integral part of it, but he's a multiple-time All-Star. He's won the batting title. He's got silver sluggers. He had never hit for the cycle, and he needed a home run to do it, and he did it last night. Astros radio on the call. By the way, Houston 13-5 over the Red Sox there. College football is coming up 
in earnest here in this final week of uh, August. We've got Florida and Utah coming up Thursday. By the way, Pete Futak, he joins us coming up at 1.30 from collegefootballnews.com. But Utah, final year basically of the Pac-12. Yep. And if there's going to be a threat to USC, it'll be Washington and maybe the Utes. And remember, Utah put it on USC in that championship game last year. Yes, they did. And um, I think, like you said, Bob, those are the three teams. If you got a quarterback, you got a chance. Normally, you know, even in college football. I mean, SE, Washington. I mean, they got big time quarterbacks. And Utah, they got quarterbacks. Now, the Big Ten, we got uh, Nebraska and Minnesota mm-hmm. coming up on Fox, national TV extravaganza. It is the uh, start of the Matt Rule era. P.J. Flack, who we've had on the show a couple of times, coaching the Golden Gophers. And he's got them at a certain level of success. They're, they're interesting, contending, you know, because they're in the West. Bold team, for sure. But Nebraska, a traditional powerhouse, They've been down for a long, long time. Is Matt Rule the guy to get them back to those lofty heights where they're in the top five every year? I mean, Bob, if I'm a betting man, I would say yes because he's a builder. You know, and I think that's why Carolina wanted him. You know, they were going to build with a bunch of young guys, and the owner decided not to do that. Um, but at Baylor, he did it. At Temple, he did it. So I, I think he's I think he's got a good chance to do it. You know, it may take a couple years. Um, but I I liked their I liked their chances. I was listening to him on Big Ten Network yesterday. I mean, he was an impressive guy to listen to. He was, you know, got a plan, understand what he wants to do, how he wants to do it. So I I think, you know, that he will. And he said he learned. You know what he learned from being in pro football compared to college? Bob was he liked all the walkthroughs and stuff. You know that he's adding to Nebraska's Nebraska's practices now that he learned from Carolina, but he's following the Baylor game plan. He said. Now we'll get to the NFL lunch coming up around twelve forty-five as Mike Exisa from CBS talks about MLB with us at one. But a couple of ex-Ravens in the news in regards to not making their respective teams. We talked about it. Tyree Phillips looks like he's going to be gone with the Giants. There, former third-round draft pick, with mm-hmm. Mississippi State, if I'm not mistaken. That sound right? Uh, sounds sound. Yeah, I think that sounds right. And then it looks like Tyler Beatty is going to be released by the Denver Broncos. Baltimore kid out of Missouri. Yeah, the little fast kid. Yeah. who did a nice job at training camp last year, and he's he's like a littler Mitchell. You know, the one who's going to make Pete it Mitchell, this year. Yeah. yeah. But Beatty got some run for Denver at the end of last. Remember Melvin Gordon? Yeah. They got rid yeah. of him because he was fumbling. They had injuries. The kid Williams got hurt who's going to be their bell cow this year. But Tyler Beatty, according to Jordan Schultz, friend of the show, Jordan Schultz, right? Uh, looks like he's going to be waived by old Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Well, small running backs, you know, dime a dozen. And they just running backs nowadays, Bob. I mean, it just kind of rotate around. Yeah, we're going to keep an eye on all of the roster maneuvering in the NFL, obviously over the course of our time here until 2 o'clock. And then tomorrow when we're back for Woman Crush Wednesday, we'll definitely know what the Ravens roster is going to look like and some of the names that are leaving, maybe some of the names that will be coming in. I would think that we'll, we'll have a pretty good feel by the time our show's over tomorrow, Bob, about the uh, practice squad. 1230 practice today for the Ravens out there at one winning drive. It's the whip around here on this Turn It Up Tuesday, this day in sports history. 
August 29th. How about we go back to 1974, and it was a heartbreaking day for Maryland basketball fans. Moses Malone, number one recruit in the country, most highly recruited player since maybe Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor, when he was coming out of uh, Power Memorial up there in New York. I think it was Power Memorial. Yeah, it was. Moses Malone signed with Maryland. But on this day, what's that, 49 years ago? Damn. Signed with the Utah Stars of the ABA, where he would become the first high school player to go directly to the pro ranks. Only 19 years old. Every school can make the claim if that, this, that, and the other. If Moses Malone would have played a year or two at Maryland. Yeah. They would have won national championships. History of college basketball would have been different. He was that dominant. And the team he would have been a freshman on, the 75 team, they went to the Elite Eight anyway. Damn. And if they had had him with John Lucas and Brad Davis and Steve Shepard, Mo Howard, all those dudes that wound up playing in the NBA, they would have been loaded. But ifs and buts, right? Yeah. Moses Malone would go on and play uh, – NBA for many, many years, including a couple years with the Bullets, three-time MVP, 12-time All-Star, and one of the uh, 50, 100 greatest players in the history of the NBA. Sadly, passed away young at the age of 60 back in 2015. But Moses Malone breaking the hearts of Lefty Drizel and Maryland fans everywhere. 50 years ago today, Orioles history, Memorial Stadium, Brooksy, two for four, two ribbies. The Big E, Elrod Hendricks, one for three with two. Doyle Alexander, complete game as the Orioles beat the Rangers six to one on their way to the AL East title. A little trivia for you. Doyle Alexander was traded from uh, Atlanta to Detroit back in like 87 for John Smoltz. Mm-hmm. How'd that trade work out? <laughs> Worked out great for uh, the Braves. John Smoltz, by the way, was from Michigan. 1974, Texas, Arlington, hot. In August, Tommy Davis, two for five, three ribbies. Tom Baylor, three for five with a ribby. Brooksy goes yard. And our friend Ross Grimsley, complete game win. Orioles beat the Rangers six to two. Ross is 15th of the year. Orioles on their way to the AL East title, 1979. Orioles swept a doubleheader from the Twins at the old Metropolitan Stadium. Game one, four zip, Doug Sensei, two ribbies. Eddie Murray and Al Bumbry also drove in runs. Scott McGregor, complete game shot out. Improved the 10 and 4 of the year. The nightcap, Eddie Murray. Remember that guy? Hall of Famer. Hit three home runs. Damn. Drove in seven. Day four got the win. Full packed on Stanhouse at 15. Save seven four. Eddie drove in all seven runs in the nightcap. Orioles sweep the twins. 1983. By the way, 79 went to the World Series. 83 when they won the World Series. In Kansas City, T-Bone Shelby had a grand slam in the ninth. Kyle Ripken, two for five with a homer. Scott McGregor picked up his 16th win of the year. And, of course, we got to do a game where Nolan was alive and actually paying attention. Like, 97, you were alive. You were drooling all over yourself because you were still wearing diapers. But 2014, Oriole Park and Cannon Yards. Your boy Chris Davis hit a grand slam. Mm-hmm. Delman Young, two-run shot. Miguel Gonzalez, seven strong as the Orioles blow out the Twins, nine to one. It was Miguel Gonzalez's seventh win of the year. Orioles on their way to the ALCS that year. The Birds have not hosted a playoff game since that 2014 season. Will things change here in 2023? Probably. We'll talk to Ryan Ripken about that coming up at 1230. Mike Axisa will talk baseball with him from CBSSports.com at one. But coming up next... 
NFL talk, Ravens roster starting to take shape. There have been some roster moves throughout the National Football League. This quarterback debate, we didn't think it was much of a debate. Is it as simple as the hammy for Tyler Huntley, which is preventing this move from happening, maybe in a more timely fashion, as John, as Vinny said, it's all about what Munkin wants. What does Todd want? We'll find out today for sure here on The Fan. Sports 24-7-1057, the voice of the fan. The emotional standpoint is real. You have guys that you get close to. I mean, you have relationships. You get to know their stories through the whole process. Sometimes guys, in, you know, they're out there in kind of their vulnerable type trying to chase their dream in a moment, and uh, it, it's, it's very meaningful. John Harbaugh talking about the difficulty that comes with releasing players. And Vinny, you lived it, of course, being in the NFL GM with Washington. And it's not an easy thing to do. Do you have to develop? Maybe it's different for a coach than it is a GM, but do you have to develop sort of a thin skin where you can't be buddies with everybody because eventually, you know, things things come to an end? Yeah. You know, and and Bob, you know, like when I was in Washington, um, Joe Gibbs wanted to talk to every guy that we cut. You know, the head, he wanted to sit down with every kid. Um, but, yeah, because like you said, like especially like if you drafted him or whatever, I mean, you, you kind of feel bad. And, like, and, you know, because you've known them for a little bit. So, yeah, it's not it's not a happy day. It's not a happy day. When I was in San Fran now, um, John McVay was GM at the time. And we'd go get him at breakfast. We'd go grab the guys at breakfast, take them to Johnny Mac, and then he would talk to them and then um, send them on their way. It's not easy either way because in the case of a lot, most of them, I would think, the dream has come to an end. Yes. I mean, you go from, in some cases, high school All-American, college stud. I mean, Tyler Beatty, for instance, was an All-American. Yeah, at Missouri, but that you know, time is proven. Doesn't necessarily guarantee success at the next level. Look at all the Heisman Trophy winners that have uh, failed to achieve success in the National Football League. So the dream, you know, comes to an abrupt end where you're throughout your football career. I guess until you make it to the NFL, you've been like the guy, and now reality sets in. Yeah. You know what the hardest thing is, Bob? Is is like you ask those guys, "What are you going to do now?" I don't know. You know, I mean, some of them that have their degrees, you know, I mean, they, they got life figured out, but most of them, no. Or they're just, you know, packing up, looking, being a practice squad. Mm-hmm. And like I said, a lot of the guys, especially now, Bob, with 16 of them, I mean, a lot of the guys, it's an easy conversation. Hey, we want you back on a practice squad. Can you just hang out? And we understand that other teams are going to be, you know, because it, it became comes kind of a recruiting thing now. You know, that because for the guy going on the practice squad, you know, like if you're a receiver and you got a chance to go somebody else, I don't know, why do I, I got no shot at being a guy with the Ravens? Sure. You know, so I can go somewhere else. I mean, that's kind of what happened. And the agent kind of finagles all that for the player. But the fact that they've expanded the practice squad, I love that, benefits the team and certainly benefits the player because somebody, if you can play, Somebody's going to find you well, plus sooner or later. The other thing is, Bob, is, you know, how many of the 16, all right? I would want to keep what? Probably of the 16, how many you want to keep for development? 
you know, I'm going to develop them. You know, I mean, if they got to play later in the year, okay, but I want them on the practice squad because I'm going to develop this guy. You know, maybe he needs to get bigger, stronger. He gets in a weight room and does all those kind of things because you're not because what do you what can you keep six veteran guys now? I mean, the veteran guys you're keeping. I mean, those are guys that are boom. You know, you're getting you, they're going to come in and play right away. Some of the younger guys, like if you get a Demas, you know, I'm preparing you for next year. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing. So I mean, keep half the guys as develop. You know, to to develop them during the season. You know, and then you got something in the spring. Yeah, we're here from John Harbaugh talking about Dante Demas coming up top of the hour news from the Nets. But if you're him, then let's try to go inside the young man's head. Two years ago, he was starting off brilliantly for Maryland. He was one of the top receivers in college football. Gets hurt in that Iowa game on national TV. And it's been a slow climb back. Was not the same dude last year when he returned from uh, that knee injury. How do you try to, you're the agent, you're the support group, you're John Harbaugh, whomever, Keith Williams, just to keep his, you know, maybe he's like, why me? You know, too, you know, I should have been this. Why did this happen to me? How do you uh, try to encourage him to keep trying? I mean, yeah. we're not saying his career's over by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm assuming, Vinny, this isn't where he envisioned himself two years ago on this same date, August 29th, 21. No, and we, you just got to talk to him about, you know, things happen for a reason, you know, and you're, you're still a talented kid, and you can still, you know, other guys have gone through what you've gone through and came out of this off the practice squads and stuff and then made it and made it big. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I'll give you, like, Charlie, Bob, he's on development hockey team. First week, first scrimmage. Breaks his collarbone, has surgeries out four months. And then basically after that, the coach, you know, really never gave him opportunity. So, I mean, mentally, they're like in the, you got to kind of build them back sure. up and, you know, give them, you know, a reason, you know, to keep working and doing all those things. And, you know, and you got to talk to him about how you handle adversary, adversity, you know, and can you handle the adversity? And why do you think so many teams nowadays have the sports psychologist, Bob? You know, I mean, so you can go talk to another person because it's hard being a parent because they're they're not going to listen to you much, you know. So um, that's why it's a difficult situation. It, it 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 really is. And with Demas, I feel bad for him. And the thing that he's got to say is, okay, it's been two years out, you know, and I feel like you know next year's my year. If I don't make it next year, then I got to move on. And it's hard for veteran accomplished players to admit that it's over, but at least they've made some dough. They've achieved things for a younger player who still thinks as though they're capable of doing things, really good things to be, at least be told, or I'm sure this is the first, I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming this is the first time Dante Demas has been told you're, you're not good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's and for hundreds of others, that's going to be happening today. Yeah. And, and that's a reality you know, that going to slap you in the face, you know, and, and then because what happens, Bob, I mean, what do I do? You know, what do I do? You know, this is all I've done. This is all I know. All I've been doing is training and everything else. What am I going to do? And that's, that's where, you know, all these guys, most of these 99% of these guys probably been on scholarship, you know, and, and the coach that tells you, I mean, how many, how many rooms 
How, how many houses did I sit in? How many living rooms did I say, listen, guys, you, where you get your degree from is important. Getting that degree. The average NFL career is like 4.3 years. All right? So you graduate at 21. You're 25. What are you going to do for the rest of your life? Right. You got to be thinking, you know, about those things, too. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, Nolan McGraw is going to be joining us. He's our thinker around this program from 10 to 2 Monday through Friday. Going to take a trip through his fun house. Got news from the Nets coming up at noon. Going to hear from John Harbaugh. Ravens back on the practice field today at 1230. When we get the attendance report, what do we read into it? When we see names, well, not like when Jonas or Cordell or Jeff Jameson, they tweet out, uh, not seen today. How oh, much they're gone. Read in? Oh, uh, you can read. Uh, you're reading the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we got news from the Nets. Buy or sell coming up at 12:15. Where's the Tuesday money? And Ryan Ripkin, our colleague on Baltimore baseball tonight, he'll join us at 12:30. Talk about Grayson last night. Look ahead to tonight with Dean Kramer going for win number 13 and the loss of Felix Batista. How devastating will that be potentially for the Orioles down the stretch? Vinny and Haney, two opposites attracted by a paycheck. 105.7 The Fan. Orioles last night, nine zip over the White Sox. Grayson Rodriguez, six shutout innings, only one hit, six Ks. He continues to pitch well since he was recalled from the minors. Anthony Santander, three-run Jack, Ryan McKenna, Ryan O'Hearn, the Ryans. Driving in four runs combined. Bullpen scoreless. Dean Kramer going for win number 13. We'll talk about that with Ryan Ripken. Bottom of the hour, the FIBA World Cup. I don't know how uh, closely you're following this. i be honest with you. I love basketball, as everybody knows. Kind of, sort of mm-hmm. paying attention, but not necessarily watching every second. The Dominican Republic beat Angola 75-67. Bruno Fernando had 13 for Angola. Oh, nice. Losing effort for Bruno, former Terp. Put in uh, 13 there. Look, it's August 29th. Another three, four weeks. The LeBron. The LeBron story begins in earnest. <laughs> On ESPN. You got, you'll have baseball pennant races hot and heavy. And all you'll know is that uh, Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James are playing. Yeah. All other sports be damned. That'll be about right. <laughs> Let's bring in quick draw, McGraw. Nolan, how you doing? Doing good, and the Yankees will be long gone, but they'll be plastered all over because of all the firings, and Aaron Boone will oh. probably be gone. Aaron and... Judge's home run got more run than the Orioles beating the White Sox did last night on ESPN. Right. How about that? But, you know. The last place team beating a team that's 10 games below 500 got more news than the team with the best record in the American League. I mean, if the Yankees lose, by all means, show me. First, I, I know what the Orioles did. I don't need to see that again. Mm-hmm. But show me the Yankees' loss. I'll take that. But, eh, home run. I'll pass on that. Yeah, they won, by the way, New York, yeah, which right. we'll get to during the AL East report. What do you think of cut-down day here, Nolan? Are you comfortable with the Ravens' roster the way it looks to be, which is pretty much set right now? Yeah. Maybe I'm alone in this, but I just feel like there isn't really a lot of surprises or there won't be a lot of surprises this year i no. just think it's pretty standard pretty set in stone the only one to me is quarterback who do you got who do you want a quarterback backup i i'm almost giving it to johnson at this point yeah. and maybe part of its performance certainly but the injury and all kevin all mentioned it earlier we really don't know what 
shape Tyler Huntley's in. And I think that could end up being the biggest factor. Performance, certainly, but if Huntley's not 100%, you can't keep him as your backup. No. So, and I do, we've talked about this a couple times, I do think they will keep three. So Johnson probably makes it no matter what, Johnson and Huntley. It's just a matter of who's two and who's three. I could see Norm where they put um, Huntley, you know, work their gymnastics, and then Huntley's on the 53, but then put him on IR for four weeks. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Could be, yeah, early shuffling. But obviously, when it's all said and done, the whole three-quarterback thing, hopefully never have to see either of them step foot on the field. Unless it's a blowout. It's a 2019 Lamar sitting in the fourth quarter again. I'll take that, but... No more injuries, please. Yep. Lamar hasn't played in uh, December, what, a couple years? Yeah. For most, for all time, like first week he'll get in there. But Lamar hasn't started a playoff game since 2000. So that's going to have to change here in 2023. Got news from the Nets coming up in a matter of minutes. Right now, let's go to the Funhouse. Quick draws, Funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. First one here from Dan in Pasadena says, uh, looks like Derek Barnett wants out of Philly. Uh, defensive end there. Only played one game last year, but pretty low, pretty small cap hit. If you're the Ravens, are you making a phone call there? Um, See what my pro guys, if they like him or not. Um, Going with the three. And then the only problem you got with that is, is, you know they don't want to cut draft picks. And if you bring in that guy, then Tavius Robinson may be, you know, gone. Uh, this one here says, uh, so glad we don't have to hear people complaining about some undrafted wide receiver not making the Ravens <laughs> team this year. They finally have a loaded group. Thankfully, there's no room for that conversation. Well, that's definitely a fact. Definitely a fact. You know, I mean, the one who's... You know, like the him hars Duvernay. You know, you just you haven't seen a lot. You know, I mean, he caught one touchdown pass in three preseason games. Otherwise, hadn't been like a real topic of conversation. And special teams, but he is a Pro Bowler. So if you're having a debate over a Pro Bowl guy, I think that tells you everything about the talent level. Uh, this one here from John and Bel Air says, Vinny, who would you say has more say over these final cuts, GM or head coach? Um, I would think it's a combination of both. I mean, that's to me what I always would do. I mean, in in most cases, when I was San Fran and Washington, I'd lean to the coach because they're the ones working with them. They're the, they're the ones, you know, that are coaching those guys and stuff. So when it came down to it, I would uh, go by what the coach wanted. Well, before we get to news from the nest, let's give away another pair of tickets here. ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner, sharp-dressed, simple man tour this Saturday, Meriwether Post Pavilion. Tickets on sale right now, but you don't have to worry about that because you can win two tickets right now. Caller number three. Got to be quick. Caller number three, 
105.7. We'll hear from John Harbaugh when we come back. News from the Nashville Council Money. Hopefully our money by yourself style. 12.15-ish. Ryan Ripken. We'll talk some Orioles with him. Birds win last night. 9-zip. Over the Chicago White Sox. Look ahead to tonight. And then look ahead a little bit to that road trip coming up, which starts in Arizona. Carroll. Gunnar Henderson, two of the top candidates for Rookie of the Year in each league, maybe the top two candidates. They'll get acquainted here. And Felix Batista, the absence will mean what in September? Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 